Hey, good evening, everybody. This is uh, Jack Mancini, and I'm a business coach with Maximum Value Partners. And I'm here with my good friend and longtime business partner, Adam Sunhalter. And what we do on Wednesday nights from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. is to talk about small business stuff. We, uh, we love to talk about small businesses. We have a rich history with our 15 years together. And what we do is talk about stories from actual, the actual annals, those protected annals, <laughs> those protected annals of small business secrets. And it's stuff that we do every day. We talk to clients, meet with clients, coach clients. And what we do is summarize many of their, their daily activities and put them into a, a show that we sort of talk about. And we have a great deal of fun doing it. And we've, we've talked... We've probably talked to thousands, easily thousands of small businesses, and we've coached hundreds of them, and many of the problems are reoccurring, and it's, uh, it's amazing how that works. Now, tonight we're going to talk about what happens, what happens to many people and the company when somebody delivers up their notice that they're quitting with no notice or very little notice. Uh, a lot of people are affected by that, and that's what we're going to chat about today. So, Adam, why don't you kind of add some lightness to that all and I tell them where the heck uh, we are. <laughs> well, I was thinking, you know, the, the, the name of the show is Dirty Secrets of Small Business, and that's what you find in Annals, Jack. You find dirty secrets, not just any kind of secrets. Okay. So we got yeah. <laughs> got to make sure we keep that clear. Hey, you know, I was thinking, uh, first of all, happy spring to those of you out there. Uh, spring just happened here in the last uh, last couple of days, and actually the, the, the first signs of spring came this weekend, Jack. Uh, you'll be happy to know that our our Christmas tree has now been taken down as of uh, oh, as of that's Saturday. Right, that's uh, right. On St. Patrick's Day, I took down the Christmas tree, so that's you usually the first these, sign of spring. You have all these traditions in that Sunholder household. <laughs> <laughs> well, people always, you know, I posted a, posted a photo uh, Super Bowl Sunday of my family, and they're all looking at their devices. I kind of posted that. Here's my here's how they are watching stuff, and I got more comments about the fact that we still had our tree up at that point. That was in early February, so it's just getting warmed up, folks. It's going to be there until at least March, so anyway, that's the first signs of spring's coming. You know, you know people <laughs> look for the groundhog, they look for nice weather, but we look for that, you know, clearing out of the Christmas ornaments. And, well, uh, around there, we got ducks uh, in those, those uh, heavily engineered ponds in the back here. Yes, so. we do. <laughs> we have a great nature preserve out here in Willoughby. It's fantastic to be out here. Again, we want to thank you for listening Tonight's show, uh, as Jack said, we like to cover issues with small businesses that we deal with on a daily basis. Uh, we typically uh, define that as anywhere from 1 to 25 employees across a variety of industries. And so one of the common themes here in the last, in the last week or so has been not only just uh, people coming in and, and mm -hmm. deciding to give their, their, their two-week notice, but key people doing that. And it can be, it can be very troublesome, especially for the owners, you know, what do you do when that happens? And there isn't one right answer because it really depends on why that person is leaving. But the, the initial gut reaction tends to be after the, the, the owner's taken that kind of body blow, they kind of sit back in their chair and they're, they're gasping for breath a little bit, depending how key this person's going to be. And then often the, the, the immediate reaction is, is to kind of grab onto that person and try to find some way, somehow, to get him to stay and that might be okay 
again, depending on why this person's leaving. And so we'll get into a couple different stories here in terms of situations we, we've been handling and kind of dealing with and, and some examples from, from prior history as well. Did, as you, did you know that there's uh, no legal requirement to give two weeks' notice or any notice at all? You can just leave the job as an employee. You can leave the job. You don't even have to say goodbye. And as an employer, you can terminate somebody, and they're gone that day as well. So no legal notice is required. And that can, you know, really, as Adam's saying, create some problems here when somebody decides to leave. Doesn't He decides he doesn't like his job, he wins a lottery, he does whatever the heck he does, or she, they leave. And, yeah, that causes a lot of problems. So I want to kind of frame it today to start with. We'll kind of get into some of these examples. A part of this thing is, too, is what can you do to help prevent that kind of panic from setting in when this does happen? Because, again, it's often, it's often panic because the, the owner will, will often see that the person who's going to fill the gap in a small business tends to be the owner. So a lot of those duties that the, that have been done by this key person often are going to have to be st- stepped into and, and and filled by the owner, certainly in in the near term. And then you have to go about the whole idea of trying to identify and interview and hire and onboard and train somebody new. And the thought of that can be just tremendously overwhelming. Oh yeah, daunting. Yeah, it, it can just sap the energy right out of you. Oh my God, I got to go through the interviewing process again. I got to go through training and exposure and bring a new employee on board and go through all that stuff. And it's it's very disruptive. Obviously, you know, it, uh, uh, it causes a lot of angst. There's no question about it. So w- w- when we take a look at the world, we try to keep it, in, t- in terms of the world of business, to keep it relatively simple. Uh, and for those of you who know us, you know, we talk about a couple things that, uh, that are general guiding principles for us. Now, one is the three circles as we look at business. There's three components to every, every organization. Uh, first and foremost is products or services. Second is marketing and sales. And third is administration. And as you look at an organization and uh, as an owner of a company, if you have at least one key person for each of those areas, that's fantastic. And that's, you know, that's kind of the key thing to work through. So if you, have a, if you have a key person who's in charge of products or services, a key person in charge of marketing and sales, and a key person in charge of administration, that's the first big step in terms of helping to get your organization in place. And so when when Jack and I are talking about those key people, usually it's one of those key people that we're talking about. And uh, as we usually start with, with many owners, what we tend to find is that the owner is often the key person in one or many or maybe all three of those roles. But as they start to grow and, and expand, they sort of find people that sort of kind of fill those roles. So when we're talking about a key person leaving, that's often the, the, uh, often the case. And so we had, we had a client recently who actually had a person who was kind of in charge of this administrative side. You know, that's, that, that's one of those three key areas of, of the organization. And we had just talked about the fact that he'd just gotten, uh, in the past six months, somebody to help more on the marketing side, marketing and sales side, as well as somebody more on the production side. So literally, you know, we're... I don't know, what was it, two weeks into it, Jack, in yeah. terms of, okay, hey, yeah. we finally got the team in place. We've been kind of, you know, shuffling people around, finding new people. But, hey, here we are going into 2018. We have our three key people to kind of test, and let's use this year to kind of test these folks. And We're on a roll and high-fiving it, and uh, that's right, you know. <laughs> One of those up, you're, you're on top of the summit, you know. You're, you're at the summit here looking and having, 
having fun and great anticipation. Sure. So what happened? So tw- <laughs> not even 24 hours later, my phone rings. And here's our client, and he's laughing. That's he, what's going on. He said, well, you know, we talked about yesterday how uh, this is going to be a great chance to be able to test my team. Well, the person who's in charge of the administration just, just came in and gave a two-week notice. you gotta you gotta be kidding me all right so we kind of talked through what was going on and 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 the idea was okay well why let me come back to that that, that question why is this person leaving and it came to the to to the point where what this person's skills and we talk about the the administration piece so there are a couple key parts that let me start there in terms of kind of framing it so wait now this was a blind side yeah, it's totally yeah, blindside. Totally a blindside. So the, the the administration typically handles a couple of key roles. One being kind of the numbers or financial part of stuff, and and another big role is more the the people, the HR type stuff. You also get into some of the legal and planning, but the, the primarily the, the the people numbers parts are kind of the, the the two primary parts of that. And it's often the case that the same person doesn't have those two skills per se. Those are very different. Those kind of softer number or the softer people side of skills versus more of those. Those more uh, kind of harder, you know, black and white number stuff, often are two different people. But uh, in this case, the, the the role had kind of evolved where this one person was really handling both of those, and the person really preferred and was better at and really enjoyed more the 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 people side of stuff, and was kind of doing the number stuff, but it wasn't really what that person preferred to do. Right, right. And <coughs> and and as often the case, this person was spending more and more time doing the numbers stuff, and as I'm sure you can appreciate, if it's something that you don't like to do, maybe aren't a skill doing, and you're spending more time doing it, and chances are maybe it, you know, something that should be a couple-hour task is taking you all day or taking you a couple days because you aren't good at it and, and it's creating frustration. And, and so it got to the <laughs> point where that was what was happening with, with this person. That's why this person you know, was leaving. And so we talked about it and said, okay, let's try, let's try where we can... Maybe we can kind of divide this into two roles, one more people stuff and one more kind of the numbers and financial stuff. And so our owner went back, talked to talked to this person, said, here's what, I, you know, can we work something out where, where we can kind of do this, where, again, you spend more of your time on the people stuff, and we'll find somebody else to take care of the numbers stuff. Now, sounded okay, but this person said, look, you know, I, I, I already gave my new employer my word that I'd come join them and I kind of said yes to them and my word means a lot to me. So I can't I can't back out on them at this point. And so that person wound up leaving. So I tried to save them and, and it made sense to try to divide the duties a little differently to kind of save a good person because they had good skills there and to be able to plug somebody else in with some of the other stuff. Again, this is what often happens with the growth. Again, somebody may take two or three or four jobs, but as you start to grow the activities within those jobs become more and more and more where they start to grow. Maybe it goes from, from being one person can handle it where you got to kind of divide and conquer a little bit. Well, you got to watch how you try to save somebody. And we'll talk a little more about that in, in one of our segments ahead of us. But basically, uh, you have to watch that. You have to watch that because when somebody makes up their mind to leave the company, they're gone mentally. It's rare that you can salvage them and pull them in and, and, Owners of small businesses will make mistakes for for uh, trying to salvage and keep a, a key employee because they, they know all the downside. They have to go through the process short term of, of replacing that person. So they, they stretch it. And 
uh, by stretching it, they basically make an offer and and uh, do you need more money, Adam? And and uh, not do you need it? Of course, you'll say you do, but it's it's the idea of basically trying to buy that key employee to stay. And if you're successful, that key employee might stay for a while, but the attitude's going to be different because their heart's gone. Their heart usually isn't easily placed back in the company. They're looking for leaving. That's why they gave you that notice. So what happens is that you do that if you're successful in keeping them. And the word gets around that, hey, geez, Adam, Adam gave notice and he quit. I thought he, I thought he was going to be gone. Here he is back again. Well, geez, is that how you handle the, that the best way to handle the boss? Threaten to quit and he's going to give you what you're asking for. It creates a, a, a negative throughout the company, and it's it's rarely something that works. It really is. Well, that's a good that's a good setup for our next example, Jack. I wanted to kind of go into. We have to head to break here, where, where again that okay. could be that, that can be the issue. I think in, in this case, there's, there's another twist to the story afterwards too that I want to kind of get into because it faces a similar situation, <laughs> similar uh, to what just happened with, with, with the new person who came on board. So we'll talk about that a little bit when, when we get back here from break. But stay tuned. We'll be talking more about. What do you do when some key people come in and give you their notice that they're going to be leaving the company? I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini. And by God, Adam, I'm going to give notice right now. I'm out of here. <laughs> All right. Well, stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'll be here when Adam we get back. Show. That's the right. Adam Show. You're on Integrity Radio, WINT, 1330 AM, 1015 FM, and online at WINTradio.com. All right, welcome back to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. Thanks so for good to be us. here. Yes, it is. Hey, Jack's <laughs> back. I thought Jack was leaving. He, stu- yeah. he stuck around. You know, he, uh, well, he... The, the boss gave me a deal I couldn't <laughs> refuse. It only took about twenty <laughs> seconds. So he knows. He knows talents when he sees I it. Chain him down to his chair. Don't be. Don't lie to him, Jack. He kept you in here. He can't get out yet. <laughs> All right. So we're talking. We're talking on today's show about what do you do when somebody comes in, especially a key person, and gives you their whether it be their two week notice, whatever it is, but the notice that that, that they're going to leave. Short notice. Short. We'll call it short notice. And it's always a surprise. It comes. Uh, it's something that that you were not anticipating at all. So it's really a, a huge body blow or a left hook, whatever it is. It's, it's it almost knocks you out. Where you, again, you, you takes your breath away. What do you do in that situation? So we started to paint a picture of one example here uh, in the first segment that we had somebody on. On the administrative front, who, whose duties had grown so much, and, and a lot of what the, what the person was doing day to day were things that they weren't necessarily good at and didn't enjoy, and it was just making it very difficult for that person. And try to reshuffle the, the, the duties around a bit to, 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 to entice a person to stay, but they had already accepted a job somewhere else, and they kind of stuck with that. The same, the same client hired somebody to, to replace them, and was it was amazing that the person he brought in had some tremendous skills on the numbers side, and then as it started to get more involved in the people stuff, within, again, within the matter of the first 10 days, this person came in and said, hey, this is not what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> it's like, oh, you gotta be, you got to be kidding me, right? So we tried a similar strategy in terms of, okay, let's kind of go back to what we talked about, you know, a month ago in terms of dividing this job up and to have the, 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 the numbers piece and the people side of stuff. And this person was open to that. And dividing the roles up where this person would be able to focus their time more on just the numbers part of it and not so much the the internal office stuff and all the I think he used the the the, the, the very uh, uh, very formal term of uh, BS stuff Jack that kind of goes on That's within right. the office and stuff like that that was a formal term yes that was uh, <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> Many years of study to come up with that term. That's, that's right. And, and so again, just a different temperament and different skill base, different background, but this person really enjoyed more of the financial part of it. So again, able to kind of salvage this person. Now, that's if the person's leaving for kind of duties, uh, from a duties standpoint of, of the, the job role, what's kind of going on. The, 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 the part that Jack was alluding to, we had, we had another client situation. And this client has, has had a couple of these kind of come up, but the most recent one was, again, a, a key person. And again, coming back to our three circles, this time it was somebody in terms of the product and service standpoint who came in and said, hey, I'm leaving. And the reason why was money. I need more money. And it wasn't coming in to negotiate that. It was coming in and, and just giving notice. I'm leaving. Not sure what I'm going to go do, but I have to go find something else. And But just, again, here's my two-week notice. I'm leaving. I need, you know, I got to make some more money. So what do you do? What do you do, Adam, as the boss? What do you do when you get delivered with that body blow? Grab them with both hands and try to figure out mm. how do we, how do we solve your problem? Because the pain of solving this immediate problem seems much easier and better than the pain of having you disappear and having to reshuffle things that we're doing and how things operate. Because I haven't been planning to replace you. I've been planning maybe some other changes, but now all of a sudden you're coming in and throwing a curveball at me that I wasn't ready for. So let's try to renegotiate your compensation, how you're compensated, get creative in terms of ways to, again, funnel more more profits or more funds your way. See, but that, that, that creates that, uh, that issue throughout the organization. Hey, I can get more from the boss by threatening to quit. So far, he hasn't shown the spine to, to uh, basically hold strong, even with the disruption of the, the company, you know, especially with the disruption of the company. He just doesn't want to do that. A little poker game going on there, too. you got to bluff. Sometimes you got to bluff. Well, it's, it's one thing. Uh, uh, the, uh, come back to the, the why somebody's leaving and also how they go about doing it. So if I'm working for you, Jack, and we've been working together for a little while and I'm not happy with the, 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 the compensation, well, I should come talk to you about that versus coming in and just kind of saying, hey, I'm leaving because no, you're paying me. That, that's the right way to do right. it. I, I agree. So uh, We're talking about... People bolting or the company knocking somebody out without notice. Well, I'm trying to help people understand the the, the, the very emotional reaction that okay, they'll have in gotcha. terms of you know what do I do? Because uh, you know to your point, when somebody does decide to leave, let me let me hit on that point a little bit because you you mentioned that in, in the prior segment. By the time somebody comes to you as the owner to say those words, say I'm giving my two week notice or I'm I'm out of here, it just you know that. They usually didn't just wake up that morning and come to that conclusion. That's right. Usually. That's happened once in a while, but usually they haven't. So it's taken them a while to get to that point. And once they've verbalized that and it's out there, it's real hard to stick that back in. I mean, again, it's out there. Chances are they've talked to somebody else about it, too. You know, to your point, Jack, people kind of know about it. Hey, Jack's going in to... Drop the bomb. Okay, let's see how it goes. Right? Bigger. Let's let's gather around the window and see what happens. <laughs> let's see if all eyes on the boss. Right. Let's <laughs> let's see if let's start to lose color in his face. Or what you know what's <laughs> going on. So, you know, and once you kind of check out, you kind of see that that proverbial light at the end of the tunnel. You're 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 done. You know, you've been carrying it around. You finally let it out, and it's a big weight off your shoulders that you can finally say, okay, I can now breathe. My big secret is out there. The boss now knows that I'm kind of on my way out, and I can feel. I feel lighter. You know, again, I'm walking around. Again, that, that, that big weight has been lifted off my we're, shoulders. We're looking through the window and watching the action, and we see you kind of all of a sudden 
lighten up and and you grow three inches here because you got rid of that weight. And you look at the boss, and all of a sudden he's slumping because he's got the weight now. You don't have to say a word. You don't have to hear what's going on. You can watch the body language and see it. It tells you, it tells you a ton. And so when it comes to the money piece of it, again, if somebody comes to negotiate or talk about it before, that's one thing. But if, they, if they've already decided to leave, that's the reason why. Now, one of the things you can do, okay, one of the things that we'll, we'll, we'll mix in here in terms of what stuff you, you know, should you be doing and, and how do we advise our clients one of the things we talk to our clients about is in terms of pay and how you compensate your employees. And Jack and I are very big of, of looking at and the, the idea of having your employees being compensated within the top 25% of their job title within your industry, within your geographic area. So you're paying your people pretty well, the top 25%. And there are ways to go about getting pay studies or different HR groups or, or different sites out there where you, you can go get a, a good sense for relatively inexpensive to go out there and just get a sense, how am I doing? And so... A salary, I, yeah. A salary or hourly rate uh, survey where it reconciles your job. If you have, uh, for example, a job in the accounting department called controller. A controller for Sherwin-Williams uh, versus a controller for ABC uh, Duckwork Company and has three employees, uh, is considerably different. So you reconcile those and you you uh, look at the pay ranges once once those are reconciled. And uh, to Adam's point, you know, you, you want to get these surveys from, from uh, you know, credible sources and you can basically then set the 25 percentile number and make sure all your people are, are paid in that range. So they can't come in and basically talk about pay for the area, for the job, and say, hey, I'm underpaid, and they start to ramble on where you know with confidence that, hey, wait a minute, I know I'm paying you in the top 25%, and this is a well-paying company with benefits, blah, blah, blah. So you don't want to get you as the owner, and we usually talk from an owner's perspective. You as the owner don't want to get buffaloed by that one. No, and, and what, what we have found, Jack, is that most folks really don't have an idea. And part of the mentality, and this is, again, more of a bootstrap mentality that, that, that many small business owners have, which is, well, well, Jack, why would I pay you 50000 a year if I can get you for 40000 a year? Mm-hmm. And, okay, that's okay short-term sometimes to kind of bring people on board, but, you know, being aware of what that person can get in the marketplace, it's not too different from, you know, when you're dealing with your customers, if all of a sudden you're, you know, you're charging one customer out the wazoo for stuff, where it's twice what somebody else would charge them for the same product or service, now they may not be any of the wiser today, but if they find that out, that's going to be a very difficult relationship for you to salvage because they're going to feel like you've been you know, sticking it to them for, <coughs> for months or years. Same is going to be true w- w- with an employee. So, hey, you know, I didn't know I was worth 50 grand. Here you've been paying me 35 grand for the last three years, Jack. You're, you know, you're totally taking advantage of me. Mm-hmm. Now, shame on them. Shame on you. Okay, so... The idea is, hey, you, you want to get it to where, because again, some of your, and this is true especially for your best people, your best people are being talked to, whether it be by friends or, or vendors or whoever it might be, or maybe they're getting phone calls from headhunters to, to, to try to pluck them away to go somewhere else because people, you know, good people are sought after because good, good people are hard to find. That's right. And so what you don't want to do is you don't want to give them <coughs> reasons to leave. And if you're, if you're tremendously underpaying somebody, that's one thing. So typically the case with, you know, with our clients, you know, we, we help to, to guide them that way to, to know, hey, you got to understand what 
for your, your, your different key jobs here, what's that pay range look like? What do you want to do? And, and you know, get it plugged in so you know with confidence. So if Jack comes in and is trying to, to push me for more money, I can say, well, you know, again, Jack, you're, you're, you're compensated pretty well. Maybe there's some tweaks here or there. Maybe there's some additional things you can do. Maybe there's some additional duties I, that I, I can hand off to you that I've been doing that, can, that if you do, you provide some relief to me. That's going to change and adjust what you're doing. Okay, I can now justify giving you more and, and be able to pay you more for that. But to say, hey, you know, gee, if I know that you can't go do the same thing you're doing for, for, for me somewhere else and get paid, you know, significantly more, okay, well, it can't be just the money. There's got to be something else that's going on there that's really causing you well, to want to leave. You said it earlier, you know, the time, the time to basically talk about that stuff is early on, way before you give notice. And the culture of the company should be such where that's encouraged. So if you're one of my key guys, Adam, and I'm the owner, I want to be talking to you months ahead of any decision you're contemplating to leave because I don't want you to leave, but I don't want to have that discussion the day you give notice. So that's pretty important. It's important to do that. Yeah, so again, that's a, a big thing. If people are leaving for money, that's that's where a big challenge starts to come from. So. We have a few more examples of what we'll get into after the break here, Jack, that's coming up. This is a, this is a real key issue. You know, what do you do and how do you handle different situations where a key person's coming in and giving that notice? So stay tuned for some more stories on that front. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini. And Av and I are business coaches with a company called Maximum Value Partners. And we deal with companies from 1 to 25 employees. And we have a great deal of success and fun doing it. Stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 1015 FM, and online at wintradio.com. All right, we're back live and at it here on Dirty Secrets of Small Business. Welcome back. We're halfway through the show. In the fastest hour here on radio and podcast land. We're glad to have you with us here. I'm Adam Sonhalter. Hello, Adam, and I'm Jack Mancini. You know, I'm sitting here looking at our streaming video. Streaming video has such a, a sexy name to it, like, you know, just a great adventure and and all, all kinds of, of interesting things. So I'm looking at it, and here's two bald guys in a little room here uh, with earphones on. We look like a couple of monkeys here. Why don't you run to W-I-N-T? and see what it looks like. Put that streaming video on and enjoy. Very, two, very... Two uh, bald guys in a little room. That should be the subtitle for the show, Jack. I like that. All right. I do, too. Yeah, we can get... <laughs> anyway. Hey, you know, I, for, I forgot to mention earlier on, we, uh, if you want to be a part of the show, if you got some somebody who gave some notice you want to talk about or share your stories, you're always, always welcome to be part of the show. You can get us here live in the studio. we got Kurt sitting by, by, the, by the phone waiting for your phone call, 440 <coughs> Nine four six nine four six eight. You can also get us an uh, email at radio at maximum VP, or you want to tweet at us. We got at maximum VP. We got uh, at Jack M MVP, and at Adam Sonhalter. Lots well, of twitters uh, a here. Lot of, out there, lot right? of stuff there. So a lot of ways to be part of the show, and love, we'd love to hear back from you and be able to share your stories as well. So Kurt, I just want to talk about his his high powered technology. He's got the latest state of the art audio equipment to handle those phone calls. So go right ahead, folks. Go on, Adam. All Kick right. butt. All right. So we're talking about different scenarios where people leave and why they leave and how do you kind of handle it. 
And so we've, we've gone through one where the, the, the job duties were, you know, were, were kind of expanding. It was creating issues for somebody. Another one where somebody came in and wanted more money and handle it, you handle it, handle it differently. We had another situation where, where a client had somebody who um, wanted to, to not be such a key person, even though that this person was really good. And they've been kind of hemming and hawing about wanting to leave. And then they kind of, they kind of stay on. And our client's trying to convince them to stay on and kind of get them into a key role, almost more of that key, that, that key administrator role. And, well, they weren't sure they want to do that. They kind of maybe want to be more part-time. And so kind of dragging things out a bit, trying to find somebody. And, you know, what's happened is you know, where they started to kind of find some confidence with this is they started to really interview and look for this person. And we're, we're, what we find for, with many small companies is they are not in the habit of interviewing people. And many companies start bringing people on board. It's friends and family. They don't go out and... They don't lay out a job description of here's what we're looking for, which includes. Wait, they've never been trained. They, uh, yeah, that's they don't know. Well, they don't know how to do it. They know, hey, I need some help. I've known Jack for years. Jack's a good guy. He seems like a smart guy. I can bring him in and he can just start doing stuff, start taking some things off my shoulders. Yeah. Hey, maybe he's good at this or he's good with some numbers or he's good with uh, with computers. I'll kind of bring him in, let him kind of do his stuff. And uh, it's one less thing I have to do or three less things that I have to do. And. I can't really direct them. I'm just going to kind of drop stuff at them and kind of let them go. And that's usually how things kind of start to build up. But after a certain time where you've got five, six, eight, ten employees, you start to have to get beyond friends and family, you know, no matter how far out that kind of reaches. And you start to have to look for people. And so many folks, you know, to, to, to Jack's point, have never been through the process of having to interview a non-family member. That, that, that's a common discussion we have is, okay, here, we, you know, we, we've been in business for, for six, eight, ten years, Jack, and We've never had to interview anybody. It's always been people that we've known that we've just kind of brought in. So what do I, what what do, do, I, I do? What do I do? Yeah, what do who I do I, I talk to? Right. Yeah. So, so if you've never done it before, you know, it starts with having a, a simple bullet point description. Here are the four, five, six, eight key kind of responsibilities for this role. How are we going to define this role? And here are some skills and some experience we'd like that person to have. You've got a few things maybe that are required and then some, some of the things that, that you pr- kind of prefer to have. So you can uh, have it uh, pretty in, simple. Keep in mind the, uh, the, the, the tentacles of the, the government here getting more and more into the hiring and firing process, if you will. So there's a slew of regulations that you have to be aware of. And the questions, unfortunately, the questions you're asking can be guarded, and some of the restrictions seem absolutely ridiculous if you put the focus on the company. Uh, the company needs to know certain things, which you're not allowed to with many of the regulations. So you have to incorporate your your those regulations in your thinking and in the questions that you ask. You do, and it's, you know, but it starts with how, how do you start to kind of go look for that person? So... A couple of great sites that are out there recently, uh, and, and many of our clients from all walks of life have had some very good luck with two sites. You've probably heard of these things uh, because they've been advertising a lot lately. The first one is ZipRecruiter, and the second one is Indeed. So ZipRecruiter and Indeed.com, uh, both .coms, they're good places to go, and for relatively inexpensive, you can post a job for a few hundred bucks for, for a few weeks and be amazed that and our clients are often amazed at, at what, what kind of quality candidates they get back as far as folks that are, that are pretty good and lined up with what they're looking to, to hire for. So in today's day and age, you know, for you know, relatively inexpensive pretty quickly, you, you can find some good people who are out there looking for jobs. What do they jobs. cost? What, what do you know what they cost? 
for those for, for, for the, indeed and or uh, well many of them have free trials it's kind of you know we can tr- have a free trial for like seven days which is an, uh, enough to kind of get you started <laughs> or you know but usually for maybe 100 or 200 bucks you, you can post an ad for a week or 10 days or two weeks and you'll and during that process you, you'll usually get several maybe hundreds of resumes uh, and quite a few are pretty good most of our clients have had very good luck within the first week or 10 days of having posting it and getting some good stuff, you know, good, so good they, stuff they back. So they pay a couple hundred bucks to access uh, Indeed system, and hundreds of resumes then are forwarded to them that fit the, the description. Now, do they have to pay a fee if there's a hit? Nope, not at all. It's not like hiring a recruiting firm like that where all of a sudden you have to pay in success. Or like that. Again, it's just the, 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 they'll give you the access to it. And so if you go through something like that, you know, what, what Jack was talking about is, okay, what do you do once you have that person there, and how do you kind of go about doing it? As you, as you were describing that, Jack, I was having some flashbacks. Uh, there's a, there's a couple movies out there. One called Horrible Bosses, okay. and, and they had a sequel to it, Horrible Bosses Two. I don't know if you've ever seen either of those or not, but uh, I don't think so. Yeah, Jason Bateman was in it, and Jennifer Aniston, and uh, Jason Sudeikis, and uh, one of the guys from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I can't remember what his name was. In any case, in the second one, uh, these guys went and started their own company. And as you're talking about different questions to ask during the interview so you have, the, you have these three guys you have jason bateman or and jason sudeikis and the, and the guy from from it's always sunny in philadelphia and they're interviewing people and what happened was whenever there was a attractive female that would apply <laughs> the one guy's like oh yeah you, you know had, had no skills or experience compared to what they're looking for oh you're hired no problem this and that and one guy's like hey you know you can't sleep with an employee he goes what do you mean i can't sleep with an employee he goes well no it's called sexual harassment. And you just hired her and said, now you, now you can't date her or sleep with her. He's like, what do you, you know, I can't? You know, what's, what's wrong with this place, right? So <laughs> they never, obviously, had never gone through the process of hiring anybody. Or, you know, basically almost everybody that they talked to, they wound up hiring them because they, they, they kind of enjoy, one of the three usually made some sort of connection with that person. And they wound up just hiring them, you know, even though they, you know, most just everybody. Just for the heck of it. Oh, yeah, yeah because they were just, hey, we need to get some people in here. And, again, most of them didn't have anything to do with skills or experiences <laughs> related to it. Or one guy was a, was an ex-con, and he, he really just kind of scared all of them. So they, they, they decided to hire him because they were so scared to say no to him, you know. It was one of those kind of things, you know. So that was, but you know, that's not too far off, I think, from what most people have or might do. And, again, you know, it's true with, with, with many movies. They'll take it a little bit, you know, to the extreme that way. But it's not that uncommon, and, and, and for folks who haven't done it before, it's you know it's hard to kind of know what to do. But if you aren't in that mode, okay, if you aren't in the mode of, of of interviewing and talking to people with the idea of, you're always trying to find the best people for yeah. your organization. Best or good or both. I guess there's no difference there, is there? No, but so that can help to cushion the blow. Again, it's come back to the question we've asked a couple times tonight, Jack, in terms of you know what do you do when that when, when you have that person come in and they and they tell you that that they're going to leave? How do you respond to that? And if you have no idea where to go to find a replacement for that person, you're going to react one way versus knowing, hey, you know what, um, boy, it's you know it's we're, we're going to be sad to see you go, Jack. But I know I've talked to three or four people in the last couple of years that have you know pretty good skills that are probably comparable or maybe even better than yours, that I can now go out and talk to them. I've got an opportunity with them now. I, I couldn't bring them on before because you know, there wasn't an opening for them. But now there's an opening for them. Let me kind of go back out and reach them. Or I have confidence. I know, hey, I know exactly what your job role is, Jack. I can have a job posted on, in, you know, Indeed by, by tomorrow uh, tomorrow afternoon. You know, so I have confidence I'll be able to kind of get out there and and well, let's work on making a smooth transition as you leave, Jack, to make sure we can have, hey, maybe can you stay on for an extra couple of days if need be to help kind of train this person or kind of transition things so we you know, make it a smoother transition? 
versus spending all this time and energy trying to find ways to to hold on to you even though you're kind of checked out you know so there's there you know that's a big part of being able to to have confidence and knowing that that's one of the things that's going to be consistent with your business is the changing of the team and just like we said before we just been thinking you got the team locked in and ready to go it changes something's going to happen well you said earlier about panicking you know uh, the owner will often panic especially when a a good a good employee and that, that that has a lot of definitions and we won't get into them tonight but you know the panic sets in when one of your key employees leaves and you do something usually not rational and you got to watch that because panic shouldn't prevail to adam's point we can get a job description you know get get positive use uh Zip recruiter, indeed, and all of a sudden you got a bunch of candidates flowing through. It's it's a pain. There's no question about it. It's a disruption, but it's something that you want to do and take control of the process. You don't want the the person who's quitting with no no notice to drive what you're gonna what your next couple of steps are gonna be relative to that person. Let them go. In the long run, it's gonna be worth it. In the intermediate to, to certainly short term, it's going to be eh, it's going to be tough, but you can get through it. Don't panic. Panic's the worst thing you can do. So a big part of when somebody's coming in to to, to leave, one of the things we we encourage our clients to do as well is to have a a version of an exit interview as well. It sounds really kind of corporatey, uh, but the idea of trying to figure out why is somebody leaving, and often you as the owner may not be the best person to do that. As I mentioned before, you know, for somebody to actually come and 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 resign or quit to you as the owner has taken a lot of usually thought and guts, and it's been a it's been a a weight they've been carrying around for a while. So um, often they may not speak openly to you; they, they they may speak openly to somebody else. So so having another key person, uh, maybe in the room with you or or instead of you, to kind of do that interview, that the, the exit to kind of understand what's the real reason, what, what's going on. People will often speak a little more freely on the way out the door. Because from their standpoint, there's no uh, perceived repercussions for speaking speaking openly, and, and you may hear some some good nuggets to understand why somebody's leaving. Because often, you know, the story they might give you when they're initially telling you might not necessarily be the case. Because again, what they're trying to tell you is that, that they're leaving. That was the big news. It's like going to the doctor and say, "Hey, Jack, you got cancer," and then all the other stuff is all detail that you aren't going to hear. It's like, "Hey, I, I need to tell you, I'm leaving," and then I'm just going to kind of. May talk because I'm nervous and excited to kind of tell you, but it, it may not be the exact reason why. Yeah, you won't get that insight. They haven't been thinking about it, and they aren't experienced in talking about that. So exit interviews sound good in theory, and you do get something often, something. It's not major. Uh, well, I guess it depends on the company. It might be major. But for the most part, it uh, you get you get some nuggets. It's worthwhile. It's a classy way to... to you know, part ways rather than get emotional and all upset and say, hey, Adam, God damn you, at, uh, uh, you're going to screw up uh, the next two weeks projects here, blah, blah, blah. That doesn't do anybody any good. Keep graceful with with uh, uh, the situation. Don't panic and make the best of it. If you, if you, f- if you find you're going to be short-whacked here because of somebody leaving with no notice, you might want to certainly negotiate, uh, maybe staying on to finish a little segment that's, that's uh, you know, objective and commensurate with the skills of that person. 
All right, we're up against our last break here, which we'll, we'll hit here in a second, and then we'll, we'll be back for our final segment of the show. So stay tuned to hear more stories about what do you do when somebody comes in to give you their notice, especially when it's a key person they're doing it unexpectedly. I'm Adam Sunhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini, and we are business coaches with Maximum Value Partners. Stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online at wintradio.com. All right, we're back at it here on Dirty Secrets of Small Business. Welcome back. I'm uh, your co-host, Adam Sonhalter. Adam, hello, and uh, I am your co-host, Jack Mancini, and we're with Maximum Value Partners, business coaching company. All right, tonight we're talking about, we've been giving examples of what do you do and how do you handle somebody who comes in and gives you your notice, especially if it's a key person and they're giving you some short notice, and it's totally unexpected. How do you kind of react to that? We gave some different examples. Oh, wait, you know, we we did forgot, or forgot, we did forget. How about a swift kick in the pants, too? A swift kick in the pants to who? The owner or the person leaving? The person who came in and gave you a uh, no-notice leaving. I'm leaving tomorrow, Adam, but I'm going to leave the office today. And Adam says, come on over here, Jack. Bend over. Let me give you a kick right out the door. (laughs) No? That, that gives me work. flashbacks to my Wall Street days, Jack, or people, you know, they, 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 there was never a two-week notice. It was, okay, you're done, you're done. Pack up your personals and we're going to escort you out. There'll be, there'll be a security guard here to escort you out. You were done. They, they, you know, they, they don't want you hanging around. Um, part of it is, hey, you know, we, we can, we, we're going to go on without you. That's part, that's part of what, what starts to happen. I, you know, I think the, 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 the panic that will set in, again, we have a small company. If you have eight employees... And you have one key person, that key person leaves. It can be tremendously devastating, at least me- mentally to you, thinking, how am I going to do it without this person? If I've got a, a company of 800 people, and if a key employee <laughs> leaves, it's still going to stink, but again, it's one out of 800 people, not one out of eight. That's you know? right. And so, but as one of our client's spouses uh, said to, to, to our client you know, the, the following day after one of their people you know, came in and did this, said, hey, you, know, you guys are going to be okay, right? You realize you guys are going to survive this. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, but you can see you know, just kind of down in the dumps and losing sleep over it and and, and just wrestling with it. And, totally and, obsessed with the whole, yeah. Well, but, you know, going back over, you know, days and weeks and months and maybe even years of conversations that have happened, trying to figure out, hey, were there clues here somewhere? Almost like, you know, a, a CSI investigation that's kind of going on. Or it was something that, that, that I could have done differently. It, it, it's very similar to how... You know, you know, you you know, you and I work, Jack. If something's not quite going right with with the client, or or, or things don't work out, we'll, you know, we'll we'll often look internally first. Hey, is something that we could have done differently? That's usually the natural inclination for most for most owners. Hey, you know, what's what's going on? What am I doing wrong? What can I do different? And often there isn't anything that's wrong. It's just again the fit wasn't there, and the person was going to leave, and so. Whether they, they, they decide to leave today or they're going to leave a month from now, they're leaving. And so that's why we say, again, when you can find good people, you want to kind of hold on to them. And one of the things that we encourage our clients to do, and this is, a, again, come back to what, what can you do to help maybe prevent this from happening? Well, you're making a good point, though. If somebody, if, if there's a, a unreasonable amount of employees leaving, especially on short notice, no short notice or no notice, you know, you do have to take a, a a look at yourself and how you're managing your company. Because what's going on? Why are these people leaving? 
Why? You may not get the answer in an exit interview. You, you've kept your calm and cool for the last year and a half. You, you've been doing everything that you think in your power or naturally to, to run this business as a manager. But yet people are leaving. So the first step has to be that internal look. Like, what, what am I doing? Why are they leaving me? So, and, and quite often that answer is very revealing. And sometimes it isn't. It could, it could be very frustrating as well. But uh, you, you mentioned that, and I think that's a good point. Okay, yeah, it, it, it's hard to get people to talk to you, especially to, to deliver maybe some not-so-pleasant news that, yeah, Jack, it's really you. You're really kind of an ogre, or, you know, you, you really don't appreciate me, or you, you don't tell me, you know, you, you don't give me enough compliments. Whatever it might be, that's, you know, it, it may be a little thing to you, but it's a big thing to them, whatever it might be. And so that's why it's often not as obvious you're not coming in and yelling at people and abusing them and whatever it might be. You aren't, you aren't <laughs> bending them over, kicking them in the butt, right? You aren't doing those kind of things. So it's not that obvious, but it might be, again, it's certain little things. It's certain attitudinal things, um, how you come across, how you're perceived. And it, it's often hard to, to, to see that. And that's, again, if you have family in the business, usually family is good at kind of telling you how it is. You know, there's, there's, there's a lot of struggles and, and some negative things with family in the business. But one of the good things with the family being in the business is usually they don't mince words. They'll tell you they, they aren't really afraid of your intimidated by. It. They're going to tell you yeah, how they, how they, things are. They right? know you better than anybody. That's right. Right. That's so, right. so um, one of the things uh, you know, I started talking about this a little bit. One of the things that we we encourage our clients to do to help try to prevent this or to help kind of mitigate this is we encourage our our, our, our owners to 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 go out uh, you know, on a one to one with their key people on a regular basis. Maybe it's monthly or quarterly or a few times a year. But just to go out and have coffee, lunch, dinner, drinks, just to kind of one-on-one have some time, spend some time with, with, with your key people. And, again, usually when it's a small company, we aren't talking about dozens of key people. Maybe it's a handful at most. Maybe it's two or three or four people. And if you're, you know, once a month going out with, you know, a key person, you'll start to get some of the stuff. You, you, you'll, you'll get to know them pretty well. They're going to know that you care about them. And you're going to hear if, if something's kind of going on you're going to get, start to get a sense for it. It's going to help to prevent you from getting blindsided like this. It's going to help you be able to make some modifications or adjustments. Or you may often hear that um, the, the person's trying to tell you something that, that, that's frustrating them, and they're going to use the, well, hey, you know, I'm hearing the team saying this, or somebody's yeah, kind of complaining about that, and really the somebody, the somebody right. or people that, is, is them, right? That's, that's you, right. So that, that's, that's a very good point. You know, you, you can learn a lot by having discussions like that. Because what do you talk about? You go out and you talk about, uh, you're going to talk about some personal things, but that can get over quickly after you learn more about the person. So when you go out to these lunches or dinners, uh, the talk will be about business. And since that's a key employee, you'll go a little deeper than most. And you're going to find out stuff that if you read between the lines, and it's very important as the owner of the business to listen to listen to people, listen to the words, listen to, to what they're saying, and, and don't just take it for, for uh, you know, the obvious of what they're saying. Try to look under it and say, boy, there's a little warning coming here. Or there's a problem coming here that I didn't even see. And it's up to you to, to take that information and get that skill. Without that skill, it's very difficult to manage at the top. You have to use people to basically get, get the word, get the sense of what's going on because you are not there with them. When you walk into the room, everyone changes their attitude and, 
and the whole energy of the room changes. So, yes, that's very important, Adam. You're on some pretty important things tonight. I'm saying I'm making some good points here. Yeah, I'm on totally a roll, Jack. Right. Better quit while I'm ahead. Is that how it usually works, right? That's <laughs> that's right. These are all these are all what might seem like very simple, straightforward ideas, but often the best ideas are the simple ideas, and the the, the fixes are are often simple things that that just aren't being done. And we know again from you know what Jack mentioned earlier in the show that we you know, we we we've worked with hundreds of small companies, you know, and we've talked to thousands of them, and these owners of small companies really care. They care about their companies. They care about their people. Their people become like family. Okay, so they may not always show it. They may show it in different ways, but they really truly do care. And a big part of what we help them with in terms of, you know, as Jack mentioned earlier too, they aren't trained anywhere how to kind of do these things. So part of what we help them do is help to see themselves differently. Unlike most employees, you know, Jack and I are very straightforward with all of our clients and we're very blunt with them. And we tell them how it is and what we're seeing, what's kind of going on. It's stuff that they don't often hear from people, but they want to hear that stuff and they're, they're, they're longing for it. So it's often some of these small little tweaks that can help make things work much, much better help you as the owner keep a very good pulse on what's kind of going on. And most importantly, when you, you, you do get that key team around you, you're going to help kind of build around them, and they can help with, help you grow and help get the company to where you're trying to get it to. Because with those key people, that's what we've seen. The companies that get stuck aren't able to grow or going up and down year after year versus kind of be able to get that growth path going. They're the ones where they typically aren't able to, 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 to find and, and retain and keep good people. Or they're not even searching for those good people. Often the owners are, are putting things on their own shoulders. Keep putting that weight on their own shoulders would be the ones driving and pushing things ahead. But having and finding and keeping these, these key people is, is the, the, the biggest item that's going to help you grow and grow successfully because they're going to bring good stuff to your business that you can't. That's right. That's right. That's the only way you're going to do it. And, and uh, growing a company is, is very hard without good people and if you can get the good people and we we have a we don't we don't have a good definition of of what a good person is it's something you have to experience um so it, it makes it difficult for us you know we can say hey you need a good person well what does that mean we can go through some of the attributes and the like but boy when you experience a good person you just want to hold on to that person no matter what because your company will be successful and your stress level will be down considerably. So that's a big deal. All right. We'll leave you with that. And uh, we want to thank you again. This is always one of the fastest hours in radio and uh, out in the podcast world. We appreciate you tuning in for another week. Uh, we're, this is our 98th show, by the way. A couple more weeks, we'll be hitting our 100th show. We'll be turning 100, Jack. That's a, that's a good thing, right? triple digits. But uh, <laughs> we appreciate you being here. If you want to get a hold of us while we're not on the air, you can do that by emailing us at radio at MaximumVP.com. Give us a call, 877-849-0670. Hey, thanks for joining us here. And learn more dirty secrets of small business next Wednesday, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Hey, thanks for listening on Integrity Radio, WINT, 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online at wintradio.com. All right.